welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. After a dangerous journey south, Honey Hollow is finally just a doorway away. Having fled Karami weeks ago, our adventurers finally have a moment of peace in sight. But aside from Vale's mission from the denouement, they don't have much of a purpose other than simply hiding. Even if they could hide from their own problems, they'd only find the problems of others. Had just arrived to the outpost to Honey Hollow. Mm-hmm. Honey Hollow. And Samudio said he was going to take the wagons and the horses over to another building to get them safely stored away. Told you guys to head into the outpost and he would meet you at the town square. We left off with you going to the door of the outpost and finding it unlocked. So, who's going in? Um, who's going in first? Me. So, Arnis is opening up the door. Yes, sir. Cool. You open the door. Inside, the single room is lit by a torch on the wall and a lantern sitting on a small wooden table. Seated at the table is a large figure hunched over a notebook. You're <laughs> to be doing something inside of it. And when they note your presence, they stand up, practically filling this room. Just okay. over six feet tall, but way wider and burlier than any of you. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be hard. Nope. <laughs> they push a fur hood back, revealing the face of a female orc. She has a large pouch on either hip, and she's wearing a very heavy coat and heavy pants, heavy boots. It's a fork. What are you doing here? Sorry. <laughs> a female orc is a fork. <laughs> <gasps> Mork wasn't from another planet. He was, he was from, from another planet of existence. <laughs> Mork and Mindy got so much better now. <laughs> Robin Williams as an orc. <laughs> yes, please. Um... Uh, what are we okay. doing here? Sorry, um, no, not what are you doing here. What's your business here? Uh, we came with Samudio's trade caravan to trade. Yes, we are traders. All right. She closes her notebook on the table, picks it up, puts it in one of her pockets, says, come with me. And uh, I follow her. Everybody yeah. Go? Oh, yeah. Follow. She opens a door in the ground, kind of at an angle like storm cellars, like cellar doors from the outside of houses. That you would see in Twister and whatnot. Got it. Uh, but it's just a single door. And she leads you down into another room that is almost the same. But this one appears to be filled with storage stuff. Boxes, barrels, and sacks of things. She opens up another similar door and takes you down into a stairwell. Uh, you can see snow in the walls. This is mostly propped up by wooden beams and posts. And she will take you downstairs. You go down 60, 70 feet before you come to another door. This one standing upright. She opens it up and there's a small snowy tunnel. It's about six feet tall, so everybody's hunched over a little bit going through. 
But this is rather short. It's maybe 15 feet long before you get to another door. She opens it up and leads you all in. And you find yourself in a living room of a house. All right. And she tells you, you can go ahead and leave your coats and weapons here. You won't be needing them in, in the town. Fine. Uh, would the townsfolk have any objection to me bringing my loot in case I wanted to play for the people? Oh, no. We've got a fine minstrel here. If you want to play music, nobody's going to argue. Cool. Okay. Oh, I have to leave my armor. No. Mm. Don't no, you're like, weapons, your heavy coats. and heavy coats. Like, got it. Your got it. winter wear. You're not going to need that inside, she explains. Uh, is this, I mean, is it, how many people traipse through this room? Or is our stuff going to be locked mm-hmm. up? Oh, no, this is, this is like one of the two entrances into town. This is where people come and go from. This is like a storage area. She'll open up a closet. Looks like it previously was a bedroom. Opens it up, and there's just like a bunch of coats and things hanging up okay. of various sizes. Some really big, some much smaller. So it's like standard procedure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't want to be without a weapon. Well, I'm mean, useless up without time, one. Right? Yeah. Okay. Roll me a sleight of hand. Okay. It's a tone for the night. Oh, yes! That's a tone! Yeah. Roll the one, and she tells you, I understand travelers are used to carrying weapons, even daggers, but trust me, you're not going to need one here. Okay. It's a very peaceful town. Okay. Okay. You leave it behind? Yeah. All right. And as she leads you in, she introduces herself as Thorn. She's the captain of the guard here in Honey Hollow. And she'll ask each of you for your names. It's, you know, new travelers and all. I didn't catch your names. Who are you, folk? It's Kara Frostfall. Pleasure. I'm Arnis Gray. Oscar. Oscar. Still me Oscar. That's fine. There's no reason to doubt any of you. And she leads you through this first house, and you go out through the back door, and you enter into another snow tunnel. Again, about six feet high, so everybody's a little hunched down. And you'll go in and out of a number of houses like this. So you go through probably a dozen different houses interconnected by these little snow tunnels before you emerge in what looks like a giant outdoor theater. Like, imagine the globe, no stage, just the walls all around it. This is basically the town square here. In the center of it, standing on a pedestal about a foot tall, is a glowing orb. Against the walls, there are a number of little doorways and tunnels with shop signs above them. And Thorn asks you, here was Samudio, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. He's taking care of wagons, I would assume? Yep. yep. And horses. Okay. And horses. All right. All right. And folks okay with just staying here? You want to take a look around the city? He told us What's to up? meet him in the town square, so oh. I'm fine hanging out unless... Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. And everyone roll perception as Thorn's going to leave you. And go back to the Yeah, I'm going to be the extremes tonight. I got a 15. I got a crit. As you're standing around in the center of town, you see a number of halflings and orcs walking about on their daily business. You can tell that this orb that's in the center here is not just providing light, it is also providing warmth. And eventually, as you're standing around waiting, a halfling woman, bushy dark hair, big smile on her face. She walks up. She welcomes you. Hello, hello, welcome to the city. It's always wonderful to have travelers here. My name is Maraska. I am the mayor here. Wonderful to have visitors. 
what brings you to our city? Just, uh, oh, why am I doing the talking? I should not be doing the talking. We're here with Samudio, who's a trader. So. Oh, Samudio, this is dog then. This is, uh, and she'll lean in. Oh, Sniffins, of course. Yep. Wonderful. Yes, he's he's more than welcome here. So, are you friends of his? Traveling companions? Traveling companions. Traveling companions. All right, well, uh, you know, I think it would be a shame if you were just left here standing around waiting for him. Why don't you come along with me? You there? As she points to Arnis. I see you've got a loot with you. You pretty good with that? <laughs> Depends on which try. Kara just did it out loud. <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Not an idiot. Come on. Oh, wonderful. We've got an excellent music shop here. Uh, if you ever want to explore other instruments or talk with other musicians, it is. Uh, she'll point down one of the pathways leading off from the town center here. And she'll say, oh yes, uh, our city's finest minstrel, Quince. He runs the music shop. It's just down this way. The name of the shop is Quinstruments. Of course. <laughs> if you ever miss the companion of other minstrels, by all means, go in there. She just called you a minstrel. Sure. There's no People reason. don't assume that you're a magical person. There's no reason to tell her I'm a bard and that this is my casting implement. I'm not going to do that. Come on, let me, let me show you around. And at the end, I'll get you something nice and warm to drink. How's that sound? That sounds lovely. Okay, great. Uh, she'll point at the different entrances or exits from the town center, letting you know which shops are around. There's the butcher shop down that way, owned by Bracken. The perfumery, in case you uh, fancy yourself a good scent. Uh, the barber shop, of course. Um, Oleander's Oddities. Uh, we've got a good doctor down there as well. Uh, Dr. Corey, he runs the infirmary. Daphne's Leatherworks. And if you follow me this way, I can show you, of course, the heart and soul of Honey Hollow. And she starts walking across the town square opposite from where you came in. Mm-hmm. Follow her. Sure. Follow her. Awesome. And she will take you through some more snow tunnels, and some of these butt up against the front or backs of houses and other buildings. Don't go exactly through them like they did when you first entered the city. And she takes you to kind of a cavernous opening. Most of the ceiling is just snow that's hardened into a shell, like the inside of an igloo. One of the things that these orbs do quite well is actually make that nice shell, keep the ceilings from caving in on them. And you can see uh, two wells in this area. One of them is probably only about four feet wide, has a pulley and a bucket above it. Uh, There's another one 15, 20 feet away. It's probably twice as wide. It looks like it's got a cover on it, completely sealed. And she'll walk you past those to a rather large door. And at this point, everyone can smell just numerous floral scents. And uh, you can hear a slight hum coming from the other side of the door. Burned into this side of the door is an image of a beehive with a nice little bee kind of flying around it. Little dot, dot, dot line showing where he's been. Very weird. And Moroska will tell you just on the other side of this door here are our gardens and beehives. Uh, So you're free to touch the flowers and smell them. Please don't go picking them. They're very carefully set up. Our master of flowers is quite particular. And our beehives, which they're bees, so be careful. <laughs> be careful. 
Oh, yes, there's definitely a sign right next to the door that just says, be careful. <laughs> of course. Uh, and she leads you in. And there's a single path leading to the center of this cavern where there's another orb on a similar pillar. But the entire rest of this place is just flowers of every single variety that you've ever seen. There are a few fruit plants in there as well, but most of it is just flowers growing up from the ground, hanging down from planters and things. And she'll walk you through saying, this is, of course, you know, all part of our honey-making process. Our bees have all the variety they could ever need. This chamber right here, of course, is not populated by bees at the moment. They'll be cycled in at another time. But if you'll follow me this way, and she will take you past the orb and down the right-hand path and enter in through another door. Uh, this time you actually do walk into another building. Very much like the building when you first walked in, this appears to have once been a home that is now just a very grand hallway entranceway. And she tells you, well, once we get on the other side of this building here, uh, we'll enter into one of our active beehives. If anything happens and you need to get away, just come right back in here. Shouldn't be a problem. The bees are very friendly. <laughs> but, you know, some people are afraid of bees. If you get nervous or if you're allergic, right back in here. And she walks you through and she opens up and there's another cavern about the same size. Still lots and lots and lots and lots of flowers and plants in bloom everywhere. But the humming is just constant and you can see waves and waves of bees flying about. Ooh. Almost the entirety of the wall where there aren't flowers is covered in beehive and honeycombs. And this is, of course, one of our beehives uh, where we harvest our honey from for ourselves and for trade. If you're not scared of bees, by all means, go up and take a look. I'm not, not scared of bees, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's a lot of bees. Yeah. I'll go look. Go ahead and walk out and give me a perception roll that Darvin. 17. These bees are pretty much bee-sized. They might be a little bit bigger, but they're not gigantic bees. Thank God. Not yet, anyway. Don't joke about that. The biggest one might be as big as the last segment on your finger. Still very tiny, but there are thousands and thousands of them that you can see here. Wow. And there's a lot of sections where they can pull out bits of honeycomb to scrape out the honey and everything. And there's a small man currently tending to the bees. Oh, sorry, he's tending to the flowers. There's a much larger man who is tending to the bees themselves, kind of checking up on the different sections of honeycomb. He's got a notepad. He's writing some stuff down. This really large orc man. He sees you, pulls out one of the sections of honeycomb. Hey, buddy, you uh, here to see the bees? Yeah. There, catch. Oh, God. And he makes to throw it at you. Uh, but he stops himself. Right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, this is good, honey. Wouldn't want to waste it. Uh, before he puts it down, he kind of runs his finger along it and says, Hey, if you'd like to taste. What's wrong with it? Wait, off your finger? Oh, you, okay. Okay. You wouldn't have to, like, suck it off his finger. No. Oh. have just dabbed okay. it. Then I'll take it. I'll <laughs> no, no, no. He's not trying to seduce you with honey. <laughs> Do you want that? It's sounding good at first. It's like, wait. Maybe not. I'll try some honey. Okay. That was quite good. It was very floral. Anyone ever tell you you have a sweet job? <laughs> he stares at you blankly for a second, and he obviously does not get the joke. <laughs> well, I do like my job. I like the company. It's so like you, music. So you think he'll probably stick to it? 
yeah, yeah my, I don't have anybody else to really take over for me at the moment. Name's Cassava. How about you there, buddy? Reaches Oscar. Out a giant hand to shake. Oscar Pembroke. Yes. You shake hands. All right, well. That's Oscar with a K. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm already going to have see. Wait, it doesn't two A's? Really Should it be two A's? Or one? Oscar? Yeah. No. Five. What, you suddenly, like, Viking over there? Oscar. Only if you put a little loud over one of them. Okay, Oscar Pembroke. Mm, what? It's me. Okay. <laughs> and Roska says, that's pretty much everything unless you would like to visit one of our shops in particular. If you have anything for trade. And we do deal in money, but trade and compromise is the key. Yes? Yeah, we're not really the traders. Very well, very well. But we're good at compromise. We are. I don't know. I mean, good compromise <laughs> okay. leaves everyone unhappy, and we're pretty good at making people unhappy, so... <laughs> I don't think you know what a good compromise is, then. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, if there's nothing you'd like to take a look at, I would be honored to take you to to Sweet Williams. Sweet Williams? Yes. Sweet mm-hmm. Williams. Oh, sorry. Alright, so we would love to have some of Sweet Williams okay. drink. And she will take you back out, past the wells, into the town center, and down one of the little paths where you go into what appears to be a, like a social club called Sweet Williams. It's very dimly lit. There's some nice low music being played from a horn. There's a little stage on the other end of the room. It's very reminiscent of the jazz club. Nice. And there's, sure enough, a halfling man behind a low counter. He's low for you, not for him. Uh, he introduces himself as Sweet William. And Maraska asks, is, is tea okay? Tea. Okay. Ernest gives his reluctant thumbs up. <laughs> uh, my minstrel friend may want something harder. No, it's fine. If she has a custom, it's fine. Also, the mayor's not going to pay for you to get hammered. What? The mayor is extremely kind in this town. What Unlike other mayors mayor. we've met. <laughs> this mayor doesn't want to kill you. This mayor is the best mayor you've <gasps> That's met. That's true. I love you, mayor. At least so far, this mayor doesn't want to kill us. We only just got here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Give her time. Until a bee is turning to giant monstrosities and we have to. Hey, that wasn't our fault. No, but they always blame us. They did that to themselves. We just didn't us. quite stop it in time. That's what you say. And you each get a cup of herbal floral tea. Mm. Uh, Sweet William will explain that it was made with flowers and herbs from their gardens here. It's not caffeinated. This is just something nice and warm and refreshing. It's also not like a sleepy time tea. It's not like you're going to fall asleep. Oh, oh, where are my manners? Of course, uh, William, can I get a bowl of water? And she sets it down for sniffins. Oh, that's adorable. Sniffins. This drink is paid for, but uh, if you want anything else, that's between you and William. Of course. Of course. And, uh, you know, if I see Samudio, I will tell him you're in here, or you could go back out and wait there if you want. If you just want to stand around the town square. I don't feel the need to do that yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, thank you. If you need anything, Sam knows where to find me. She'll head out. Thank you. Bye. So, the three of you are now on your own here in this little social club. Yep. What is it you want to do? I want to look around. I mean, I don't want to, like, get up from my table, but I just want to, like, kind of observe my surroundings. Like, I think who's we all have here. a desire to kind of 
keep an ear to the ground at this point. Yeah. Okay. I'm specifically looking for mention of my target, Mr. Cortland Fortenberry. Mm-hmm. That's a name. Sure. Everyone can roll perception if you just want to keep an eye on this place and eavesdrop on some conversations. Oh. Good <laughs> uh, Darvin, what'd you get? Eight. Aaronis? Nine. And Vale? Six. <laughs> This tea has got me confused. Okay. I'm confuzzled sure no by all the bees the and tea. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, the music is nice and smooth. Uh, nobody's jazz. really up dancing. There are people, of course, watching. There are a number of halflings and orcs in the crowd. Just talking amongst themselves. Nobody's being really loud or obnoxious. And it's really hard to make out distinct features on anyone in here since it's a little bit more lowly lit. Artist probably has a little bit easier time than anybody else, but there's nobody in here that you recognize, and there's nothing that stands out all that much. Yeah, not with a pipe. It's a very casual time here in Sweet Williams. What do you want to do? When we're done with this round, I am going to offer to go buy us the next round. Okay. What are you looking to buy? Bard? You know. Unless it's like that is it like makes ten its own m- honey? We get the barred mead. Are we like? Are it's and it's not like ten in the morning or something, right? It wouldn't be like inappropriate to be drinking. There's a few people that you see at their tables. They've got wine glasses. Okay. So it would not be inappropriate to have alcohol. Okay. I just you know, new town, new customs. I didn't want to like be the asshole tourist. Even if it is early, they don't have any like taboos against drinking right now. Cool. You want just whatever the local specialty is? Yes. Okay. Uh, Oscar, for Darwin or sorry. would you like something? I'm not going to blow his cover. Sure, sure, sure. I'll take a drink. Just whatever the local specialty is? Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to stick to the tea because I'm going to stick in the mud like that. You are. How boring. And I'm going to go over to Willie? Will? William. William. Don't William. call him call William. William. You can call me Sweet William. Sweet uh, William. Yeah, I like, named the uh, place after myself. Let's see what uh, what's the uh, local uh, specialty here? I got a friend who's kind of a little parched and likes to try uh, the local uh, specialties when she's out. He's uh, out traveling. Well, you know, I find myself to be pretty special, but uh, if he's looking for something to drink, uh... <laughs> that's good. That's good. Don't do the dudes. <laughs> but if he's just looking for something to drink, yeah, we've. Certainly have our own brand of mead here, if you would care for a glass. Mead would be quite up his alley. I'll uh, take two of your specialty, and then I'll have, I'll have another one of these teas. They were quite tasty. Okay. But what's Darwin doing? <laughs> said the bar. Those are both um, for me, right? And as he's, uh, as he's kind of pouring that, I because mm-hmm. he's a, the closest thing to a bar. Yeah, he's reaching around so to... Oh, no, sorry, the mead's not in a bottle. It's in a keg. He's pouring a couple glasses from a keg. So, sweet William. Yes, son. I had a, a relative who passed through here uh, a while ago and uh, had mentioned a friend that, that they had made named uh, Cortland Fortenberry. You know, uh, you know him? <clears throat> well, you know, it's none of my business to go talking about other people. I know most everybody in the city, of course. One way or another, everybody comes to see sweet William. While running an establishment as nice as this one, I'm sure that, that that is totally true. Sometimes they're here for the music, sometimes for me. You know how it is. Well, you are the charmer, William. <laughs> but, uh, how do you know this person? Oh, have you, have I, you met, I, I uh, haven't Mr. met Mr. Cortland? Uh, an uncle of mine shared some stories of some of the things that him and, and uh, Cortland 
uh, some of their misadventures, if you will. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hmm. Oh, I see. Where'd they have those misadventures at there? Uh, well, I mean, most of them happened in town. My uncle was a trader and would come through on a very rare occasion and, and had made uh, Cortland's acquaintance then. Oh, if he's a trader who came through the city, uh, good chance he stopped in here for a drink. Tell me what was his name. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> George. I'm gonna make up a name. How about, uh... Barry Frostfall. Oh, Barry Frostfall. Name doesn't ring a bell, but, uh... Well, you know, if he was having adventures with, with one of the locals, that's, you know, that's their business, not mine. Unless they bring it in here, of course. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't know somebody. But... Also, you know, I'm not one to go spreading rumors or secrets. If you want to find somebody, go through the right channels. Think of me more as a backdoor. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, nope. Nope. Stop. 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 Kara gasps and clutches her chest. Oh, my stars. I must clutch my pearls. William, that is not a very sweet thing to say. No, I kid. Or um, is or it? Is it? Uh, um, well, uh, I'm just not the appropriate channels to be... Uh, Talking about the citizens of the city. Oh, no, no. I was just, uh, you know, I just wanted to know if he was still around. I, I might like to look him up and see and get his side of my uncle's story. As far as I know, yes. Wonderful. And uh, at this point, has he told me how much I owe him yet? Sure. A silver for the three drinks. So I uh, put down one silver and I put down two more and I slide it across. I'm like, you wouldn't happen to recall where I might find him, would you? At roll persuasion. Ten. That's good. As he reaches out and grabs the three coins, huh? says, "Well, if uh, if you want to find out about addresses or anything, your best bet is, of course, to either talk to the mayor, talk to the earl." All right. Well, uh, he wouldn't happen to come in here regularly, would he? Like I said, everybody comes in here eventually. This guy's useless. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> your your bribe did not go so far. I know it didn't. But yeah, you could probably get that information from the mayor or from the earl that he mentioned. You had not heard about that. Alright, I put down your mead and I sit down with my tea. Ooh, mead. Yes. <laughs> You're surprised? You're in Honey Hollow. It is very good. Tasty. So, this is excellent. So I'm just going to camp out here. You guys do it. I'll be in the bar. As you're doing this, the musician up on the stage goes through a few songs. One of them's not so good, but the other two, quite nice, quite lovely. Uh, very relaxing. This musician sounds a lot like you. This person's playing a horn. Very... It looks like a saxophone. <laughs> I mean, this person's success rate is about the same as... Does he have gray hair and wear shades when he plays? Can we call him if, Bill? If you're asking if this is Sweet William's long-lost cousin, Sweet Willie, no. So what would the three of you like to do? You've got your drinks. Is delicious mead. And you've got your born tea. No, I've got my tea. Do you intend to stick around here until Sam comes and finds you, or do you want to go back out and wait for him? Mead's good enough, I'll stick. It's good mead. <laughs> Unless somebody wants to go somewhere, I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah, that's why I'm asking everybody. I won't pick the mead over people, but... There are shops, and there are other people here in the city, but if you're cool just waiting around for Sam, we can wait around for Sam. I don't mean to do anything else right now. Vale? I'm good for now. Okay. So you sit through a couple more songs. Sniffins has finished his bowl of water. 
and he is curled up around. He's curled up around Aranus' feet. Because the dog likes me. That's what the die said. So, as long as you don't kick him away, he'll just stay there down by your feet. I'm kicking. Okay. I like sniffing. Sam shows up. He takes a quick look around. He spots the three of you. Gives a little wave. Holds up a finger. Like just a minute. Just a minute. He goes over to Sweet William and buys himself a. I don't know. He buys a pitcher and he brings it over to the table and well, sits it down. That nice of him. He's got a pitcher of mead and two glasses. He noticed you were drinking tea, so he brought over a glass for you. Oh, that was very. He nice fills himself up a drink and pours a new one for the two of you. And eh? I'll, I'll partake. But All right. It's going to take me hours to finish this glass. I don't drink. It is a pitcher. He's not trying to get anybody drunk. He's just happy to be indoors. He's got all of his winter clothes off and clearly does not have any weapons on him either. Ah, I see you found your way to Sweet Williams. The mayor showed us here and the rest of the town. Oh, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. I would tend to agree with you. So, um, you know, it's going to take me a while here in the city to try to strike up some bargains. What is it you all want to do while you're here? It's going to be days at least. Probably, at the very least, go visit the uh, the minstrel in his music shop and talk shop. Okay. See if we can get a gig going or something. Mm-hmm. I like to play. Yeah, you do. I keep up my skills. Mm-hmm. Is he? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be arranging for my own place to stay. As he kind of glances over the, the room, <laughs> looking for single people. <laughs> Uh, he's parachuting. You're, you're going to have to find your own accommodations. Do you know if there's an inn around where we could find accommodations? I'm literally the only person I know in town is the mayor. And I don't <laughs> think I can ask to stay with her. I don't think I want to ask it's to stay with the mayor. It's less of an inn and more of like a hostel, he explains to you. But the mayor would know how many they have available. It's kind of run by the city. It's not privately owned or anything. Oh, okay. They're used to having travelers come in and need to stay for a few days. So that's where it Perfect. Goes. Sounds like we have to go talk to the mayor again. Because we didn't think, oh man, we're going to need to sleep somewhere. Well, well I didn't think to ask the mayor where we were going to sleep. Uh, yeah, it didn't occur to me to ask the mayor that question. It, it's not something you would think to ask them right away. And there is no obvious sign that says in. Right. There, there is a B and B and B. Oh, There's a giant so B on the side. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and the DM cracked himself up. <sighs> B and B. Mm-hmm. Uh, bees in your room? That would be terrible. Uh, so he finishes up his drink and he goes and gets a couple more glasses and he starts walking through the tables till he finds someone who's sitting alone and he sits down and starts chatting them up. Okay, I'm good. I don't the three of that. you are totally entertained by how he travels. Totally I mean, I mean, I can like. You <laughs> use your ability and get a yeah, place to stay. Yeah, I can try. Well, I think you can only get yourself a place to stay. Yeah, it's technically, it's technically. Unless just you're myself. starting a band. <laughs> I got no entertainment. There's skills. no way I'm. Gonna I'll be, be your bouncer. I'll be your bouncer. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. You'd have to be a performer. <laughs> these two would be the worst. <laughs> that would be the worst band ever. It would be like me. I plus one to performance. No, it would be like me doing all the work, and an offbeat like tambourine player, Mr. Monk over here. Yeah. And like you, who you just like stand there and you do like 
the sway and that's it you don't sing you don't play an instrument you're just like yeah i can i can sway the worst more. cage dancer ever like george and the ringos george and the ringos hey sometimes i'm better than that not that george harrison isn't a good musician <laughs> I don't want to offend any Beatles fans. <clears throat> so, Sam is off taking care of Sam. So, what would you like to do? Go talk to the mayor. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sam did not tell you where her office is. Well, Sweet William knows. Did Sam indicate whether we were to leave Sniffins here or, like, take him with us? He doesn't seem to have Sniffins with him at the moment. So we should have abandoned the dog. I guess I'll, I'll take the dog with us. Okay. You're inheriting a dog. I really am. Except he loves that dog. I don't know. It's like pseudo my dog now. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Uh, yes, we will tell you how to get to the mayor's office. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. And we follow those directions. And go you go and knock on her door. Moments later, she opens it up. Oh, hello again. Hello again. What can I do for you? Did you enjoy your time over at the club? I did. Yes. Very tasty. Very good. Yes. Oh, Maybe. I'm. I'm sorry. I <laughs> forgot. You. I forgot. I'm the talker. I'm always the talker. Apparently, we're going to be here for several days, and we forgot to ask <laughs> where would be a place we could stay. I'm so glad to hear that you'll be around for a few days. It's wonderful to have guests. Uh, we certainly do have some room. Would you each want your own space? I'd, that would be ideal. Oh, I don't really care. Yeah, I'd probably be better that way. Okay. All right. Usually I don't care, but this time I care. I need to do some meditation, so I care oh, too. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, I should be able to find something for each of you individually. Um, it's going to be a few days before you leave. Maybe there's something you could help us out with. I could get you a place to stay free of charge, at least monetarily speaking. What that sounds we, interesting. What would we need to do? We need someone to go pick something up for us. I'm sure you've seen them. The orbs in each of the different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are sun orbs, and they are made by a very talented man, Brizendine. But he's a bit of a hermit, and he, doesn't, he wouldn't stay here if we asked, and we've asked. And a couple of ours are kind of dying, so we need new ones. And if you could go get those for us, that would be of immense use. We don't like going out into the snow when we don't have to. It's certainly something we need here in the city. How far away are we talking? Good question. Well, if you're quick on your feet outside, shouldn't be any more than a day to get there and back. Hmm. That's walking, so you don't think we would need... If you're quick on your feet. If you're good in the okay. snow. Okay. There's not exactly a rogue there. Gotcha. What else is out there? Well, he lives in a cave with his... Uh, chuckles to herself a little bit. His guard dogs. He's... <laughs> he's a stubborn old goat, but he does great work. He's very is he wise. an actual goat? No. Okay, we've we've met some weird shit. I want to know if I'm going to talk to a goat. No. Goat. Okay. <laughs> but you should you should ask him yourself. He'll get a kick out of it. Okay. And he's got guard dogs. Okay. Are they actual dogs? <laughs> what does that mean? No. They, you know they serve as guard dogs. They work as guard dogs. They're, they're animals, though. Bears. What kind of animals? I mean, if we're going out there, we need I'm, as much information as we can get. Really. You uh, intent on going out there, then? <laughs> if it isn't something to kill Um, yeah. I think so, oh, unless... We've had other people go out there for picking these up before. 
they've always come back just fine. Is there anything else along the way that we should take note of? Bears, nothing wolves? in particular. There okay. could be animals along the way, but okay. But you know, the path there is fairly straight. Okay. If you'd agree to go, what's his name? Cassava. He can get you the payment uh, that you have to give over to this man, and uh, you just have to bring back a couple of orbs. Okay. Sounds like we could do that. Wonderful. Um, hey, before we go, Madam Mayor, I have a, a delivery from associate of mine for a, a Cortland Fortenberry. Could you tell me where I might be able to find him? Roll deception, first of all. Eleven. I, uh, I would be uncomfortable giving up addresses right now, but when you come back, we might be able to talk about it some more. Okay. You're not rolling Bring very the well. That's what's people up with these people. People also just really naturally suspicious in this town. Well, you are naturally lying. <laughs> Fine. Let me go stab something. Uh-huh. You might get your chance. Rage much? I'm not a barbarian. I don't rage. You should have some meat. You'll feel better. She'll bring you over to a small map on the wall. It's kind of a blown up view of this area. And she will show you to the west of the road. There's an entrance to a cave. And that's where Brizendine lives. Cool. Once you give him the payment, shouldn't be a problem. Um, be nice to him, though. He's a bit old. We're nice to yeah. everyone. Don't worry. Do we have enough time in the day to do this today? You could Wait. do it today. Not suffer any ill consequences. Cool. Then we sally forth and we tally hell and all that jazz. If you get there and back within a day, yeah, it'd be just fine. Let's go get the payment and head on out. Okay. On the uh, way out, we want to stop and get our gear. Oh, yeah, that's not a problem. Farm would definitely allow you to do that. Uh, so you go to see Cassava. And when he sees Darvin, he's very pleased to see you again. Hey, or sorry. Hey, Oscar, how's it going? Good, how are you? Great, uh, it's a good day with the bees. What brings you back around to my neck of the woods? Oh, uh, psst. Oh my god. <laughs> so useless. We've been tasked by the mayor to retrieve more of the, I believe she called them sun orbs mm-hmm. from the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes them. And we were. Told, never have too many of those. We were told to come to you to get the payment for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, follow me inside. And he'll take you inside that little house that leads in between those two areas. And he opens up a closet and he brings out three small pony keg-sized barrels, each stamped with a similar marking as what's on the door, a little beehive thing. Nice. He ties some rope around each one, so that way you can carry them yourselves, like either over your shoulders or you know just in both hands, however you please, whichever's comfortable for you. And he'll put one in front of each of you. He says, I, yeah, I knew we were going to be needing some soon, so here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Three of the best. And we sally forth. Yeah. And you make your way back out to that first little house. Gather up your gear again. So you've got all of your winter clothes and all of your weapons once more. And you head out into the cold. And as you go up, the air gets significantly cooler and smells less good. I mean, it smells like cold. Like snow and wood. That's a good smell. And then you get outside and you are just outside the outpost now. Who's leading the way? Um, I suppose I have dark vision, so I'll go first and then use light on one of their somethings. Good idea. Can we sing a walking in the snow song as we walk in the snow? No. You you could lead us in a course. It's through the snow we go. Yeah. Okay. So you're leading the way. You can roll either nature or survival to stay on course. Survival, please. Good. Well, I got a nine. 
The two of you, Darvin and Vale, can roll perception. Now I crit. I got a 14. As Arnis takes the lead, walking down what looks to be kind of a footpath, there's a small indentation in the snow and the ice, no more than a foot deep, maybe a few feet wide. There's a couple points where he starts wandering off and into the deeper snow. No, ah, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Pull him back onto the trail. If Arnis gets us lost, I say we eat him first. Well, have fun without a healer. Or if we get lost, we're eating the monk first. What? It's not my fault we're lost. We're not lost. Let's just keep going. You keep going definitely at a slower pace than what you should have been going. Just because, yeah, you have to pull Arnis back onto a track. You don't know which way you're supposed to be going, but you're pretty sure you're not supposed to be waist-deep in snow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this takes a little bit longer. Everyone can roll perception. The other way around. Crit fail. That's all I get today. Are the crits or crit right. fails? 19. 13. Vale is just laser focused on following Arnis at this point. <laughs> is not paying right. attention to anything else. Just like, if I, as long as I don't lose the bard, I'm okay. Sounds about right. Darwin's keeping an eye on the area, and there's no real sounds to speak of other than the wind. Uh, there's no snow falling, but you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Arnis, on the other hand, after about five or six hours walking through the snow, you see an opening to a cave. You spot that in the snow and figure that's probably the spot that we're supposed to go. Brizendine should be in there. Yay! Let's hope we're right. Point it out and head that direction. As you head in, it becomes... Well, I would say it becomes much darker, but you've got your light. What did you light up? Let's say one of the barrels. Sure. Who's... Uh, whoever would have been, like, right, right behind me. Yeah. So let's say mine. Alright, you lit up Vale's barrel. It was just a massive glow shining from her. And you head in, and you can hear just a faint echo. Echo! Of some scratching and dripping. Not frequent, not heavy, but just every now and again. You walk in, and downward, about 25-30 feet, down this snowy cavern, you reach a larger junction, and there are three paths. Left, middle, right. Calling out to the guy, saying we're here to deliver his thing. Um, uh, which one looks less traveled by? Can I do... You could roll an uh, investigation if you want to see if one of these appears to be more traveled than the others. I was going to roll a perception check to see if I could like hear something down one of do the paths. Too. I'm investigating for the more traveled path. All right. Uh, veil. 23. Arnis, what were you looking for? Just looking to for see, if I could, see if I could like, hear something. Uh, 16. Okay. And Darvin, what were you rolling for? I was also checking to see if I could figure which path was mm-hmm. least traveled by, or mm-hmm. most traveled by, but I crit failed. Well, between you and Vale, you can tell that they've actually all been traveled fairly frequently. But Vale can notice that they're not all the same types of footprints. Uh, there are clearly some four-legged creatures walking through this area. Three-toed, large claws. Yikes. And Arnis, you listen, and you can hear sound coming from each of these different tunnels. Footsteps, breathing, but that's about it. There's somebody or something in each of them. Call out and see if he's here and will come to us rather than trying to traipse down through this thing and kind of maybe accidentally kill one of his pets. Yeah, that actually worries me a little bit. Do you want to give a shout? Sure. 
Brizendine, we've come from Honey Hollow with payment. Okay. Um, you can roll... Roll performance. You're getting your voice to carry. This is just so he can hear you. Fourteen. And you shout out for Brizendine. You wait a few beats. You don't hear a voice in return. You can hear some footsteps, though. Coming from the right-hand path. I'm going to put my barrel down. I'm not drawing a weapon, but I want to be able to draw a weapon. <laughs> Smart. Me too. You sling your barrel down. Yeah, same. Okay. Also, it's getting heavy. It is pretty heavy. It's like 40, 50 pounds. And I'm not very muscular, so yeah. I, neither are any of us. Okay. And you're just going to wait? I think so. All right. As you wait, everybody roll nature. I got a seven. Harness. Fourteen. Darwin. Nine. You all three see this creature as it walks out. Arnas recognizes this as a red drake. Oh, dear. It is the size of a large dog, but it appears to be more like a dragon. Whoa. No wings, short, stubby tail, but it walks on four legs, big old toothy snout, and it is approaching the three of you. What do the three right. of you do? That's a good question, because I know we were told that he, you know, had pets. I'm going to assume... Um, that this is one of his guard dogs, quote-unquote. Yeah. I am going to hope that it understands common. And you can try. I'm going to... Because I'm, so, like, I'm still wearing my loot, mm. so I'm, I'm fine. But I'm going to say... I'm going to kind of hold up my hands in a gesture of, like, we come in peace. And that's actually what I'm going to say. Like, we're not here to harm anybody. We just... We have business with... Brizendine. Brizendine. And I will repeat what she, he says in Draconic, seeing as this thing looks like it might be a dragon. Oh, you speak Draconic. I do. Oh, how Then convenient. you can both roll me animal handling. Get out of here. I got a 16. I got an 8. Arnis, it's responding less to the words you're saying, more just the, the calm tone of your voice. So it approaches slowly and steadily and starts sniffing at the three of you. Like, snout right on legs. That's fun. And is sniffing at the barrels as well. And then it stops, sits down, and just looks up at the three of you. Okay. <sighs> what? Nothing. I just I don't. What do you guys do? Deal with supposed to give it some meat. Animals. I'm not sure. Can you, can you ask it what we should do next? Sure, I could try. What do you want me to ask it? What we should do next. I say that in Draconic to the creature. Do you want another animal? Yeah, I think I would like another animal. Oh, look. That's a nine. One better than the last one. You need new dice, man. As you start speaking to it, it turns its head and looks at you, walks up and starts circling around your legs, and um, it starts sniffing at your pack. All right. Seriously, dude, where is your master? And stops and sits and looks at the three of you again and then just kind of lies down. All right, screw it. Which path did he come out of? The right-hand side. We're going that way. We're stepping over the dragon dog. Grab your barrel. We'll just Going ignore this him. thing. It's not going like that. It's obviously stupid. You don't say that out loud, do you? I, I say it in elven. Oh, I can understand you. <laughs> 
Can you understand them, Darfish? I give yes. you a, I give you a terrible look. This look like all speak Elvish. Why are you a jerk? I say back in Elvin. <laughs> like, no, he's right. <laughs> Must be stupid not to like him. <laughs> Alright. Let's go. Right path. Alright. And you continue down the path on the right. Which uh, leads straight for about 25 feet before turning at a slight angle for about 15 feet and then opening up into a larger room, much like the one that you were just in. And you can see a little depression from where it was sleeping or resting, Mm -hmm. whatever. There is another path on the opposite side that continues to lead down at an angle. There's no other path. Then we continue down the only path we have. Agree. Everybody roll perception. Uh, Vale, what'd you get? One. It's another crit bail. Arnas. Ten. And Darwin. Fifteen. Uh, Darwin, you can tell that there are more of these drakes down this hallway, down this path that you're headed. He's the not going to tell us about same. it, though. He's not going to tell The foot falls. Sounds just like when this one walked up to you. You know that it's up ahead if you keep going this way. Nice. And so you keep going. Off we go. No warning. Perfect. It's going to be good. Good team member. The last one didn't hurt us, and you guys are kind of dicks to me. So come on. You said you didn't want to eat the bard first. I'm still mad about that. (laughs) You're still hurt by that, huh? Eating the healer first is a poor decision. I'm just saying. No, you might get healed if you eat the healer. Yeah. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. At least I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I don't know for sure, but I'd rather take not take my chances. Uh, you walk down about 30 feet in the straight path, turns a little bit to the left, and then it turns sharply at a 90-degree angle to the left, opens up into a small chamber, maybe 10 by 15-ish, not exactly square, and inside there is, this time, a red and a green drake. And they see the three of you as you walk in, and they both approach. You're going to be like, hey, puppies. Again, I hold up my hands and say, we are not here to harm you. We just want to talk to your master. Roll animal handling again. Yippee, animal handling. Ah, 22. Very nice. (laughs) These are basically like dragon dogs. So yeah, that's animal handling. Yeah. They at least catch the gist that you're, uh, that you mean them no harm. And that you don't make yourself out to be a threat. Okay. And one of them, the green one, jumps up on you a little bit. Like an over-friendly dog. <laughs> okay. And just kind of headbutts you under the chin a little bit. Oh, oh. Head. Headbutts under the... Wow, you just Hello. made a friend. I mean, I know what to do when a dog does that. I guess I'll, I'll try to pet it. <laughs> down. I'm not supposed to encourage that kind of behavior. <laughs> do you want to get bit by one of these things? Because I don't. Especially not a green one. It's not going to bite you for telling it to get down. It's not really going to understand me either. And so it might be misconstrued. So you pet it? <laughs> I try to. I don't know if that's what it wants. I don't know if they like sure, it scratches it. or where its ears are. So I t- <laughs> You know about where ears would be, even if you can't see physical ears. Are they scaly? Oh, yeah. Like a dragon. Very much like a dragon. Like a lizard. You probably want to scratch them like a dog a little more. That's why I decided to pet it, because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It enjoys it. it. Starts pouncing around, around the three of you. Okay, I'm going to try to, like, assuming that it might just follow us, I'm going to try to continue on. Ah, not, just, not quickly, but just, but just as like, you scan okay, the room, boy, pet. As you scan the room, you see this is a dead end. Okay. So we go back the way we came. I'm so, so not thrilled with this man. You start heading back? Yep. Yep. The green one's following you. Yep. I'm fine with that. 
And he's just like sniffing really close at the back of everybody's heels as you're walking. <laughs> well, that was a waste. <laughs> Let's keep going methodically. Let's take the center path now. Okay. You get to where that red one was at, and it's just kind of chilling by the entranceway. And you turn right to go down the center path, and you head down about 30 feet, slightly a downward angle, and the room opens up a little bit. And on the back left-hand side, there's another path that leads away. And on the back right-hand side, it keeps going, but it's a downward drop. Let's not go that way. It just, just drops down. If you want to take a look, I can tell you about how far that is. I'll go take a look since okay. I have dark vision. You go, it looks to go down about 20 feet. Straight Let's... down. Just a... And then there's another chamber there, and you can see that there's another path down there as well. Let's not go down. We're not going straight down. No. It's not a path. It's a drop, and then a chamber, and then there's a path in the chamber. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's just take the path. On the left. Yep. Okay. Roll perception again. 18. Yes, 18. All right. Vale gets 18. Aaron's? 12. And Darwin? 7. Well, this time, it's Vale who can hear creatures down this hallway. Artis, there are more creatures down that hallway. Oh. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> it's not like you knew Darwin Darwin. No, I didn't. No, I didn't know. I didn't know you knew. So they're friendly. Are we still being followed by the green one? Yes. I mean, would I warn you if there were golden retriever puppies down the hallway? Would I warn you if there were going to be kittens? These are much larger than kittens. Oh, kittens are so cute. But not larger than golden retrievers. Yes, they are larger than golden retrievers. But not larger than elephants. Okay, you got me there. He's like at most Great Dane sized. Okay. But way more muscly, muscular in the legs and jaws. Do you keep going down this path? Yeah. Okay. I guess with a little bit of caution, but... As you slowly make your way down, you find yourself about to enter another room, and this time there are three of them, two red and a green, and they all appear to be eating something at this point. And as you make your presence known with your light, they all three turn, look up at you. I pet, the green, I pet the green one that's next to us. a little bit. Okay. I pet the green one that's next to us to see, like, see, he likes us. He's friendly. Okay. We're friendly. Give me an animal handling with uh, advantage, since you got a green one there. If you've got I, proof that you're good with that. Since I have a friend. <laughs> I made a friend. Oh, that's good, because one of those is a one. Um, I got an 18. They go back to eating what they were eating. Awesome. And as you look past, you can see this is also the end of the line. This is just a chamber. This is where they sleep and eat and stuff. Some of a bitch. It's all right. Yeah. Off we go. So Come on, Green. Fine. Let's What's go. You haven't found him yet, no. Let's go. I'm not going down that 20 feet unless I have to, so let's try the left-hand path. Okay. Sounds good first. Right. Left-hand path. Roll me another perception. You go past that red one. It's firmly planted in the exit path now. Oh, good lord. I got an 18 again. All right, Aris. Good. I got a nine. And Darvin. Sixteen. All right, Darvin and Vale, you can hear, yeah, more of these creatures down here. He sure does have a lot of guard dogs. Damn. That's a lot of these things. You keep going down about 60 feet. The path almost makes a U-turn to the right at a very sharp angle, uh, leading to another small chamber. There's just a red one in here, and you can see on the back left-hand side of the wall, the path continues out. Uh, but it is standing there. It sees the three of you. And it sees the green one, and it starts chasing the green one. Oh. What do you do? I, I let it, I guess? I don't know. Like friendly Why? chasing? Uh, give me a nature. <laughs> See if you can figure out if this is friendly or not. 
I want to hurt it. The green one was nice to me, but... It's an 11. Got it. 12. 16. Alright, Arnest, you're pretty sure this is not, like, an attack chase. Oh. And sure enough, the two of them are now just circling around and in between you, the three of you, like a... Like a barrel riding horse. Just... Awesome. (laughs) Getting bumped in the legs by these giant dragon dogs. Alright. Uh, well, if they're gonna do that, let's head down the path that's on the left, because that's the only path out of here. Uh, and the green one keeps trying to use you as a wall in between it and the red one. Oh my god, this is not entertaining. And I find it cu- extremely entertaining. There's a couple of times where the red one will try to jump, like, around, but through you a little bit, and, like, hit you in the hip. Okay, easy. <laughs> like, the green easy. one's always jumping out of the way, to the left and to the right. It's ridiculous. It's fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Freaking Drake whisper over here. You start saying hotline bling. Hey, one of us has to be Dr. Doolittle because apparently you're shit with animals. So, like. Shit with just about everything that's not stabbing things, right? Right. Someone has to be good at this, okay? So that we don't get eight. (laughs) Because that's what's going to happen if we're not good at this. (laughs) Do you keep going down this path? Yes. Alright, these two are going to keep following you and running around. They're making... It's a very weird barking roar sound. (laughs) 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 So if you want to listen for anything else, it's going to be a little difficult. So if you want to roll perception, it'll be a disadvantage. No, I'm good. Alright, all you can hear are these dogs. I rolled an 18 and a 19. Wow, look whose ears are on the ball. Way to go, Vale. Actually on my head, but okay. Perception, right? Yeah, perception. Seven... If you want me to roll? Yeah, you don't have to if you don't want yeah, to. I don't, I don't care. I'm preoccupied with these dogs. Yeah, they are using you like a wall and just running around you. Darvin. Great wall. Good wall. Best wall ever made. Tell that to China. That doesn't exist in this universe, so you can't tell that to China. Tell that to... Ergo, the Great Wall doesn't exist, so... Right. There's no... Is there... Tell that to somewhere else that built a wall. Is there an okay wall? Is there an okay wall? I want a semi-shitty wall. Can we find the semi-shitty wall? So you just want a wall. There's yeah. plenty of walls. Yeah, I prefer no. But there's not one that's labeled the OK wall. The OK wall. <laughs> no, that wall's this wall. next to the corral. It's I. <laughs> that wall's next to the corral. This is the OK corral. This is the OK wall. This is the OK barn. This is the OK feeding trough. <laughs> In the OK town. And this is my OK dog. I call him OK. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Killing me over here. I apologize. <laughs> Darwin is far too distracted by the antics of these drakes to hear anything else. But Vale, you can tell that there are at least a couple more somewhere down this path. There's more ahead of us. As you make your way through, winding about 80, 90 feet, and there's a red and a green one again in another room, and they see the two of them that are with you playing, and they instantly want to join in on the fun. Of course. Of course. So there are now four... At least large for them, Drake's rushing around amongst the three of you. Everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> I got an 18. Ours? 14. Nine. Oh. <laughs> Darvin's on the ground. These four are playing, and they don't really care who's in the way, and Darwin gets tossed to the ground, and every once in a while you get a Drake paw, like on the thigh, on the arm. It doesn't hurt. Like, they're not trying to attack you, but they see you on the ground, and it's just like they don't really care. It doesn't hurt them to step on you. 
And eventually, uh, let's see here, there's four of them. Uh, the green ones stop, and both of them just start, like, licking you all over the face. Awesome. Maybe not awesome. And the red ones are trying to push them over, and it's going to be, like, so very difficult for you to get up while these things are happening. Can I try to help him up? How do you want to help him get up? I honestly don't know. The like, human Drake dog calming song. I just want to, like, say, here, give me your hand or something. Like, I'm not very strong, but... <laughs> so Artis reaches out his hand for Darwin to grab. You take it? Yes. Give me an athletics check. What? Athletics. With your master of all trades. Oh, that was almost a 20. <laughs> Darwin, give me an athletics check yes, as well. I got a 2. Oh, sad. 3. Wow. We said. You reach out a hand to Darwin to pull him up, and you grab his hand pull him up a little bit, and just then one of them jumps on his chest and knocks him straight down, and he pulls you right down on top of him. So now the two of you are covered in drinks. At least they don't shed. They molt a little bit. This is awkward. So, Vale, your two traveling companions are now just on the ground, and these drakes are jumping all over them in a very playful manner. This is not an attack by any means, but... Come on, guys, get up. Seriously? I... We're trying... That's what I was trying to do. Right, make me be the heavy, and I... Well, it's not like you were being helpful. I was trying to be helpful. Yeah, you could tell. Artis was trying to help, and things just... Went... Whoop, 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 down. They went very stooge. So I say out in Draconic, firmly but not angrily, stop. Right, roll me animal handling. This is gonna go well. Ooh. 17. And one of the green ones and one of the red ones both stop. And they, they sit down and they look at you, waiting. And there's now, like, a red one and a green one. One on each of you. I, I try to get up. Roll athletics. You try to push this drake off of you and get yourself up. It's a three. <laughs> nah. I will also try to get up. Okay. Gotcha, guys. Seriously. Get nervous. Also a three. Mister, I'm going to roll, like... 15 ones and twos in a row, and now you're frustrated with us for what? These things are All the stuff I was rolling was just for myself. I put the barrel down and I put seat on it. Twisted. Hey, you sit on it, and those two drakes are still just looking at you, kind of waiting patiently. I have to give them a treat. (laughs) No. I wonder if they're like mead. We can't give the drakes the mead that's supposed to be the payment for the. No. For all we know, that's what he uses it for. No. Well, I don't know, but if he doesn't, that's a problem. interesting. I don't have any rations or anything on me, so I can't even try and fly them off. Use your words. Okay. You could use your violence, too, but I don't know if you're ready to cross that bridge yet. I'm you. We'll walk over and, like, just kind of try and push the drake that's on her off of her, or on Arnis off of Arnis. Are you going to say anything to the drake while you're doing this, or are you just going like to straight up try to shove it? Continuing in Draconic, because they seem to be understanding that. Let him get up. All right. Roll animal handling first. The 16. Okay, roll athletics. I'll give you advantage on this. Oh, well, that's a crit. Minus one is a 19. <laughs> it hears you, and it kind of stops with its front legs on Aranus's chest, and as you're pushing it, it just slowly backs up, giving Aranus enough space to get up. Good. It's now looking at you very intently, Vale. Thank you. Now get the other one up, please. I pet him over like, good boy. Roll angle handling, then. Since you're going to pet this oh, oh, God. This dragon dog. It's probably going to jump on me again. I'm going to fall oh, over. Boy. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. 
14. It accepts your petting and doesn't oh, do anything. Oh, good dog. <laughs> We've still got Darwin. Buried under a drink. Under a drink. Do you want to try talking to it, or do you want to just try to help me pull I'll it try up? talking to it since they seem to be not sucking horribly right now. Now be a good boy like your friends and stop. Animal handling. There's a 13. It stops directly on top of Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not jumping. It's not and like it looks you and be around like, on his chest, but it, it stopped. I got it to stop. Could you get it to get off? <gasps> Come here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Roll animal handling. Come again. here. Come here and get some scratches. God. <laughs> Not a crit, but a 20. And it bolts off of Darvin mm-hmm. and is running at you. Oh, no. uh, it looks like it's going to jump. Like, you oh, can could, could no. see it about to jump. What do you do? Uh, I try to, like, sidestep a little so that I can, like, right. pet it, but I don't get knocked over. All right, give me a deck save. God help us. I'm going to fall over. I got an 11. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Not so good. So it kind of jumps a little bit. You step to the side and get your arms around its shoulders, and you end up falling over just right on top of it oh on no. its back. Oh no! Not enough to knock it down. Oh good. But it starts like jumping a little bit to try to throw you off. It's like chasing after its tail, like oh, trying God. to get to you. Uh, roll me another dexterity saving throw. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> This is ridiculous. This is like stooge business over here. I got a 15. You managed to use the momentum to get off and land on your feet. And it is now looking at you, like, very energized and ready to go. I don't know if I should try to pet it. (laughs) I want to, because I feel like that might calm it down. But I just, I'm going to (laughs) not. And in this slight moment of breathing, where they've all stopped and are waiting... You can all take a look around and see this is also a dead end. Damn it. That means we have to go down that stupid 20-foot drop. Okay, well, I guess we know where we have to go. You head back that way? Yep. All four of them seem to be following at you. Do you do anything about that? No. Well, they're nice and they can follow. And you head back down to this 20-foot drop. What would you like to do? Maybe we should call them from here so they don't have to commit to going down the 20 feet. Always an option. Or you can find a reading song from there. I bet he would come if you played a nice song with his name in it. I could try that. What's his name? Byzantine. Brizantine. 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 Brizantine Empire. Okay, I guess I'll try to play a tune or something. I'll play along, like clapping or like. No, no, no. Like cla- clapping and. Like you, want, percussion. you want performance, right? I want performance from both of you now. <laughs> we got Darvin on the drums. If you suck and mess up my song, I'm going to be so mad at you. <laughs> Mr. Plea Welcome song. Okay. Artist, what'd you get? I got a 26. <laughs> you pull your lute off your back and you start playing a very nice song. Are there words to the song? Like, are you singing along or is this just a tune? Usually if it's something, like, kind of just a, a, a welcome thing, it's not, there's not really words. Mm-hmm. It's more just that they get the vibe, like, we're here in peace. This is cool. We're all cool and groovy. Everything okay. is fine. It's a hippie right. song. You play a nice... It's kind of a hippie a song. A hippie yeah. intro song. Like, you expect to see a van with a flower on the side of it rolling through SF right about now. Darvin, 
What did you get on your performance? I got a two. <laughs> Play a tune, it'll be great. And then ruin it. Darvin's over here. You tell me. What is Darvin doing? He's just playing, like, chess drums. Okay, it's just chess drums, but there's no rhythm to it. Do I have license partway through the song to be like, just stop, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> there's this awesome loot solo going on and just got... No beat, no rhythm. He's clapping along to something that doesn't exist. All four of the drakes are like heads down on the ground, trying to cover their heads with their paws. Just it's called syncopation. It's when you play. No, it's not called syncopation. It's called I don't know what rhythm is. Like you're in four four, and I'm in seven four. That's overlaid over your four four, but. Lines back up eventually. That's not how it works. You're like in Route 1, (laughs) imaginary beats. (laughs) Which are not tasty or good to hear. (laughs) Imaginary beats. (laughs) Took you long enough to get that. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of pack do you carry? I have a Dungeoneer's pack. Oh, sweet. So we have a hammer and pitons. We can try and climb down the wall. Don't we have rope? Doesn't somebody have rope? Well, yeah. Well, what are we you, need something that, you need something to... What are we going to tie it to? I think is what he's looking yeah. for. Yeah. I realized that as soon as I said it. You can also hear coming from the chamber below laughing. a couple more of these drakes, and they are... Like, it's like a painful howl roar, and they do not appreciate whatever sound is coming from up above them. Man, drakes really don't like your music. I thought <laughs> they your just don't get you. <laughs> My music, uh, Mister. I wouldn't know rhythm if it was banged out on my head. Okay, you two. We're going down the hall. No, no. I was fantastic. This guy should never do that again. I'm not going to say any different. Ever. <laughs> hey, sorry. Too. I was just inspired by your song. For the good of the world. Anyway, what would you like to do? Well, I don't know what he has on him, but I'm going to look around to my group and be like, "Does anybody have anything else that can help us climb this?" 20 foot drop because I've got some rope and that's about it. I have a costume. I can pretend to be an acrobat. <laughs> not helping, Arnis. Entertaining, but not helping. You asked what I had. If you just want to jump down, you can. I'm not going to stop you. No. If you're going to acrobat yourself down. Nope. Is it snowy? It might be a little wet, but it's mostly stone at this point. Okay. And it's straight down, Marla. It's not a completely smooth and sheer wall going down. But, it's but it is basically it is basically at a ninety degree angle. Got it. Why don't we do this? Why don't we tie Arnis to this rope, lower Arnis down, and see if he can see if there's a, even a reason for us to go down here. And if there is, then we can drop an anchor and go down. Works for me. Sure, you guys are strong enough to hold me, right? So you're not going yeah. to anchor the rope. You're just going to lower. Oh no, we'll anchor down. it too. We'll anchor it too. Okay, since you put <laughs> anchor at the end of the other statement, I'm like, Thank okay. God. <laughs> I'm ready for this. No, we'll anchor it too, because we don't want to end up with a broken harness. Whatever, time for this rope, let's do this thing. So you anchor the rope down using Darwin's climbing equipment. So you're going to lower harness down? Yep. Okay, who wants to lower the rope? Not it. <laughs> we are working as a team to lower him down. Okay. okay. Then whoever wants to help lower harness down can give me an athletics roll. Does that include me? No. Okay. I got a 12. You got a 9. Arnis, give me an acrobatics roll. 
as you're being lowered down, you're twisting on the rope, it's very jerky, and you need to keep yourself from banging into the wall. I got a 17. You manage to get a foot or an elbow or a hand out to the wall before you your head cracks against it. I also shot out dudes, what the hell? This is a very rough lowering. But after about 20 feet, you're on the ground and those two drakes are still looking up past you to the top. And you can see that there's another path shooting off of this. If you have your back to the wall from where you were lowered, it would be to your left-hand side. I'm going to shout up. There's a path down here. Do you want me to check and come back? Or do you... I don't like the idea of you going down there by yourself. I don't like it either, but... All right, so pull the rope back up and lower down the barrels. Do you want to try to do them all at once? One at a time. time. We are not strong enough to feel like I confidently do all three of them at the same time. Can Mm -hmm. I stand at the bottom and... Yes. Like catcher. Mm -hmm. All right. Since you're doing these one at a time and you've got someone at the bottom to catch it, you're able to get all three down just fine. Yay! Oh, goody. These aren't super heavy. They're kind of heavy, but they're not person heavy. So lowering them down is fairly easy. We didn't fail with something, guys. You've got all three barrels with you down there at the bottom. With the rope down there, I'm going to just scurry down the rope. Alright, give me an athletics. Oh, I got a six. You scurry down, and about halfway, you slip a little bit and just slide the rest of the way down and get one hell of a rope burn. Uh, You take two points of damage. Your hands are just throbbing. Just... I thought it was a rope burn. I didn't fall on my lack of a tailbone. Oh, yeah. How would that work? Probably very poorly. Darwin, that leaves you up top with these four very playful drakes. And at the bottom, you can see those two drakes are just staring up at you. They know you were the bad drummer. I'll take the rope down. Okay. Give me an athletics roll. I wish I weren't so bad at athletics. It's very secure, so the DC is very low. Not that low. You got a three. It is not that low. You grab onto the rope. You lean back and get ready to repel yourself, and you put your foot right on the corner, and that rock is loose, and you just kick it out unexpectedly, and you fall the 20 feet down. Oh, holy crap. This is going to end poorly just for you. land square on your back, taking four points of damage, and it knocks the breath out of your lungs, and these two drakes who are down at the bottom are now just both right in your face growling. They're not happy with you. Damn. What does anybody do? Um, I guess I go and try to help him up. Give me an athletics to help pull him up. Oh, God. You got a 10. Not bad. Not bad. Darvin, give me an athletics. Just hold on to Arnis's hand. Six. You get about halfway up, and one of them bites you right in the ear. It's like getting your ear pierced, but the gauge is just huge. And you're bleeding a little bit from the earlobe. Bad dog. I say, whoa, whoa, boys. Whoa. And they start, like, trying to back you up against the wall. Whoa. Why don't these ones like me? Um, these upstairs like me. Because you, you are speak bad Japonic. at music. You speak Japonic. Yeah, There's only so much I can do. Well, but they, they responded better to your general. Why don't you try first? Either of you can try. Okay, I'll try. Both have a chance at success. I guess I'm attempting to let them, like, smell me so that I can kind of oh. pet them and try to calm them down. Ooh, I got a nine. They don't seem to pay attention to your voice or any sort of petting that you're doing. Like, if you've got a hand on one of their shoulders, they just keep walking forward, backing Darwin up against the wall. Vale, would you like to try? Well, yeah, Vale's going to tell him, hey, stop that. 
And 14. One of them stops. The other one is going to try to headbutt Darvin in the stomach. <laughs> It'll be a light nudge. It's not enough to knock you down or anything, but you just feel a giant trick head just in the stomach. This one clearly does not like you. That's what do you do, Darvin? awesome. Okay, calm down. I'm sorry. Calm down. Just try to get it to chill. I'm not going to touch it because that's not usually a good idea. But... All right, give me an animal handle. No. You're going to be at disadvantage on this one, though. Okay, fail. Dude. Please roll initiative, everybody. <laughs> this one's going to attack Darvin. The other one seems to be staying out of it. This one's just a stubborn old Drake. I got a nine. Darvin. Nine. What's your bonus? Three. So is mine. You can either pick or you can roll off. Uh, I'll go before you. Okay. All right. Arnis. 17. Arnis. This Drake is clearly having none of Darvin's shit. And you can tell it is about to do something unpleasant. What do you do? I cast sleep. Just freaking kill it. No, don't kill it. At this point, we can claim self-defense. But it's a... Don't kill it. What do you do? I can... I can... I can get away. I got a thing. Don't kill it. I would... Or hit it with something, but don't... I can step to the window on my turn. I'm just going to key point to disengage. (sighs) Y'all are hell-bent on not killing these things. Okay. I hesitate to kill it only because this deal might go south real fast, and there's a shit ton of these things in here. Yeah. They're artists. The other thing is, like, if you pop that sleep now and we get into a real fight and need the healing, we're going to wish we had that spell slot. All right. Okay. I use Vicious Mockery. Okay. A wisdom saving throw? Yeah. From it? Okay. Mm-hmm. It rolls a 17. It saves. Uh, you try to mock this creature. It doesn't even pay attention. It's going to jump on Darvin. Uh, it's going to first try to bite you. 20 to hit. Ouch. Yeah. You'll take seven piercing damage. After it bites you, rears back and swings. And it's about to slap you with its tail. 11. Nope. You're able to back up out of the way. Tail just whips right in front of you. Vale, it's your turn. Come up behind it and stab it with my rapier. Okay. Apparently mm-hmm. intending non-lethal because my group doesn't want to kill these. Don't have to worry about it because it's another crit fail. So Vale goes up and tries to stab this thing in the back, but you can't get in close enough. Darvin. Okay, fine. I'll attack it. Okay. Attack it. Okay. Non-lethal. First with the sword. Eight. Clangs off of his scales. I'm uh, unarmed. Punch this drake. 14. Punch a dragon dog. Six damage. Yeah, he's still kind of to the side to you since he tried to hit you with the tail. So you punch him right in the rib area. Dragon ribs. And then Arnis. I guess I'll try to viciously mock it again. And then he's going to roll wisdom saving throw again. Only a four this time. No. Takes one psychic damage. And you have disadvantage on your next attack. His turn. Still going after the bad musician, a.k.a. Darvin. Going to try to bite you again. No, he's going to try the tail first. He swung once with the tail and completely missed, and he's going to bring it back around the other way. Eleven again. No. I swear he's got an actual tail. He's going to try to bite you and, yeah, roll a 20 again. Ouch. For six piercing this time. Down to seven. Okay, I was just going to say, how you doing? (laughs) Not great. So, Vale. He's bit your buddy a couple of times. Try and stab him again. That is a 16. That'll hit. With the rapier. 
13, we are going non-lethal of it. We'll go no, with let's not kill it. dagger 2. It is in my offhand. Uh, that's a 17 on the die. Yeah, that'll hit too. Say 3. Alrighty. Uh, Darwin, it's your turn. This thing's been stabbed a couple of times, punched, and still looks mad at you. A little bit more concerned now, though. Okay, I'm gonna attack him again with the sword, non-lethal. 16. That'll hit. 10 damage. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, that that works. That hurts. (laughs) And I'm uh, unarmed. 7. No. You slice him good across the front of his shoulder... It kind of dips down a little bit. You swing, just miss entirely. Arnis, it's your turn. This creature is not looking so good. First, as my bonus action, I'm going to use Healing Word on this guy. Give him a few hit points back. So you're going to get six hit points back. Thank you. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to take out my dagger and just try to stab him. Because when creatures aren't looking so good. Fifteen. That'll hit. And five damage. He's not down. But at this point, everyone give me nature or perception or even animal handling. All the ones I have plus zero, too. I don't know what your sheets look like. That's what would apply here. I got a 20. Not a crit, but a 20. Darwin? Perception. 10. That was mine, too. So Vale and Aranis, you can see this creature. It's lowering its head down, not in a menacing way, but in a submissive way. And its eyes start to go really wide and sad. Oh. And it's it's backing up a little bit. Just... Comfort. Very much so like it's dragon, like a beaten puppy. dog. Poor dragon dog. And it's not going to attack or anything on its turn. You heal it? Don't heal it. Which would bring us to Vale. If she tries to heal it, I'm going to say, don't do that. It was your, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. That's all it did on its turn. Calm down. Look sad and back away, like a foot or two. I'm good. If it's very clearly not attacking and they don't want to kill it, then I won't kill it. Then that would bring us to Darwin. Same. I don't attack. Arnis? Same. I don't attack. We're done with combat. This creature is, it turns and it runs into the corner and just kind of sits there with its back to you and just kind of looking over its shoulder and just... (laughs) That starts licking at its wounds on his shoulder. I'm sorry, puppy. I won't play the drums again. Until Arnis teaches me how. Right? There's only one way to get better, man. Will you give me lessons? If you want, are are we really having this discussion right now? I can't wait. (laughs) I mean... I'll think about it. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Alright, deal. (laughs) I want to go down that path. I pick up my barrel and I follow. Oh yeah, barrel. I got got my my barrel. One of which is still glowing and lighting the way. You start heading down the path. It turns to the left uh, before turning to the right again. In this room, the path splits off to the left and right. And you can see the tail of one drake running away down the path to the left. Follow that drake. As you follow it, this path curves a little bit to the left before opening up on the right into this immense chamber. And in this room, you can see a number of these dragon dogs lounging about, and you can also see a person, and he's got a number of these orbs. Uh, Some of them are still in a very rough state. Some of them are in finish. One of them he's working on at this very moment. And as you take a look at him, this is a red half-dragon person. This coloring on his scales is faded, 
and some of the scales appear loose, like he's shedding, molting, whatever. His eyes have gone white, and he's got one of these orbs in his claw, and he's breathing just this immense stream of fire onto it. And after he's done, it's glowing a bright yellowy red, and he's using his claw, and he's carving something into it. What do you do? We should probably wait till it finishes. Yeah, I'm not going to rub him. I don't want to start him while he's in the middle. Same. He repeats the process a number of times. And as he's finishing up one of his little carvings on the side, he says, Well, are you coming in or not? Uh, yes, we just, we didn't want to disturb you. <laughs> More than we already are. Right. Yeah. He in, takes, in the middle of your process. Takes this orb and sets it down on the ground, and there's a slight sound. Is like the moisture on the ground gets evaporated away in a flash. Come in. Come in. Thank you. Sit down. He motions across from him. There are no seats there. Just an open <laughs> spot on the ground. Sure, I can sit on the ground. Sure. He's sitting cross-legged. Sure. He rolls that one orb in between the four of you. And is giving off light at a high amount of heat. It's actually quite hot since you're still in your outdoor clothing. It's toasty. And he pauses and he looks at the three of you. His eyes very vacant, but you can tell he notices like exactly where each and every one of you are. What brings you here? Mead. Would you let the bard speak? Mead. <laughs> Sorry, bard. Go ahead. I ask not for mead. We're on an, an errand of sorts from Honey Hollow. They need more orbs. Two more. And we've brought these in payment. Three of them. And I, I've set this. Ah, yes. Yeah. Motion's over to the corner where there's a stack of finished ones. And they're all deactivated at this point. And they look like smooth quartz balls. Okay. Slightly larger than a cannonball. With runes carved all over them. And he notices the three barrels and Bring one to me. I do. He turns and grabs this large ladle, turns the barrel upright, and cracks the top open. He dips it in and just pulls out a ladle full of honey. And just drinks it up. Sweet. And as he does so, you can see like all of his teeth are missing or dull. He's got cavities everywhere. <laughs> he smacks his lips a little bit. Very good. He whistles over for some of his drakes, and they come over, and he pours some for each of them. That's why they were all looking at us like that. <laughs> I told you. Everybody can give me a perception check, too, while you're in here. I quit, again, on a perception check. Artist. Ten. And Darwin. Fifteen. Uh, all of you can see there are three more paths leading out of this room. There's one that's almost directly behind him. There's one in the rear left corner as you were walking in, and then one on the right-hand side wall. Veil, you can tell that even though you're right next to this orb, which is generating quite a bit of heat, you can also feel just every once in a while a warm breeze coming out of that center path. There's certainly something generating heat in there. You can't tell what from here, but it is definitely warmer in there than it is down any of these other paths. Got it. And uh, there's a slight glow coming from all three. This area appears to be his workshop. The stones before he's worked on them and turned them into sun orbs, they look more like granite than quartz, and they're a lot more rough to the touch. But once he's done with them, they look very smooth. Brizendine will ask you, so... Are you just 
taking the orbs and leaving? Or are you staying for to rest, to eat? I can use a rest if you're inviting. I'd be alright with that if we're not an imposition on you. Imposing, yeah. Oh but you're not worried though. No trouble to me at all. Tell me you're none of you halflings or orcs or in between. What brings you here on their behalf? Uh, we're travelers traveling through town, working with a trader. Yes. We were offered lodging in exchange for mm-hmm. running this errand for them. Ah, simple enough. <laughs> I trust my my kids out there didn't do you any harm. Most to be honest, most of them were fantastic. We had a run-in with one of them that got into it with my friend here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. He'll be okay, but it was it was kind of it was it was difficult to get him to stop. Oh, what did you do? Because he's looking right at Darwin. What did I do? Yes, bad musician. Nothing. He tried to help me play a tune, and he did it very poorly. Uh, Really, that was it. That would explain. Yes, that was it, Mister Rhythm. The racket. I apologize. Actually, he should be apologizing, but I'll apologize. Well, that's. All well and good. Doing a favor for Honey Hollow. Good people. Yeah, they seem Been working sweet. with them for a long time. Will you be staying there long? Just a few, a few days. days, as far as we can tell. But that all depends on what our companion is up to. If the trader that oh, we work with needs to stay longer, we stay longer. Have someone who's not here then with you? Yes. Good person, I trust. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be a while until it's time to turn in. I was going to continue on my work. I wanted to finish up a couple more of these while I have the materials. If you would like to stay and talk while I work, that would not be a problem. You can put your stuff in that room down there, and he motions to the one that down the path that would be on the right as you came in. So to his left currently. Now, if there's anything you want to get off your hands, you can put it down there. It'll be fine. Well, thank you. Hope you don't mind sleeping on the ground. Nah, we're used to It'll that. definitely be warm. I can promise that. Okay. You like warm. He's so calm, I'm, I'm getting sleepy. You can tell he's old. He takes his time. Very well. Um, you said two, yes. Yes. He gets up and walks over to the corner, and grabs a couple of them, one in each hand, and he holds them out. I guess I take, I take one. And I'll take the other one. Both of you give me an athletics check. As oh, he has these God. Checks. Yeah. These are going to be heavy, aren't they? I got a 17. Right. I got an 18. These certainly are not light. They weigh somewhere between 30 and 40 pounds. Oh, my God. But... They are rather smooth, and you can tell if you're not careful, it would be easy to have it slip out of your hands and drop. And as you look at it, you can see runes all over it. And Vale, you said you speak Draconic. Uh-huh. These are Draconic runes. They're not specific words or letters, but they are Draconic in nature. And they do hold some power over this stone. And he says, be careful with that. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Are they, can we put them, like, in, in our, our packs. packs 
Is that something we can do? If you want, yeah. Yeah, that's I'd rather, a good idea. I'd rather do that than try Surrounded to Surrounded by things it. to keep it padded. <laughs> yeah. probably a good idea. Now, if you want to keep an old man company, that's fine. But if not, I will let you rest as you choose. So, who wants to kick it with Brizendine for the rest of the day while he works? Let's just go peace out. I'll kick it with him. He seems like a nice guy. I want to learn what I can about Honey Hollow from him. He seems like uh, he yeah. knows some stuff. He's focused on his work, but he's definitely sharp enough that he can focus on any number of things at once. And I'm, I'm probably absent-mindedly like playing something. Cool. Give me a performance check. There's a bunch of these drakes down here. I just want to see if they hate me. Like you for it. They probably hate me. Fourteen. A few of them will come and sit nearby and listen. It's a fine tune to pass the time. Aha, it's a nice tune. Where did you learn that? No, it's my own invention. Trying his best as he can not to sound condescending. Good for you. (laughs) Thanks. If anybody's got any questions for him, Uh, anything you want to talk about with him, you certainly can. Otherwise, he's going to start rambling like an old man. I would ask him to tell, tell uh, tell us the tales of... Honey Hollow, you seem to know the town and have been around here for a while. I guess that depends on how far back you want to go. Do you want to know the whole history? I don't, I mean... Busy doing the whole thing. I don't need the whole history, but I'd like to know, at the very least, how the town got started. And then we can jump ahead a bit. Sure. But, But how did they even come to build a town there? Hmm. That town's been there for... As long as I can remember. It's always been a a place where they cultivated bees and honey and flowers. Now the orcs, it's a different story. Is it a halfling town initially? Yes. Seems Still is to this day. Uh, it seems as if the orcs are not necessarily the greatest addition to the town. What makes you say something like that? Sorry if I misread your your feelings, but you don't seem to sound thrilled about them. You've certainly misread my intent. <laughs> okay. I'm an idiot. Nah, you're just racist. It's cool. It's, a, it's okay. You're still young. You have a lot to learn. You'll understand that accepting people who are different is not always for the worst. I like that he's saying that to my character. <laughs> I know. That's really funny. <laughs> I open my mouth to say something, and then I go, I think better of it, and shut it again. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Kara, don't be such a xenophobe. Oh, God. Does he really say that? Do you really say that? Yeah. Oh, I God. say, Darvin, you shut your face. Oh, she just outed Darvin. Oh, shit. Oh, he didn't know his name was Oscar, so it doesn't matter. It's all good. Um, He's a bit of a hermit. So he really only talks to people who come to him anyways. <laughs> what do you think of the mayor? Her name was Oscar. Sorry. She's a strong woman. When did the orcs get there? Just after the turn of the age. We're in the fifth age or the seventh age? Fifth. And I suppose the better question would be, why? Is there a story there? Ah, It is quite the long tale indeed. It would take more than just a day to tell. While I won't necessarily try to force you to stay for the whole thing, I Understand if you don't have that kind of time. There's not a short version or a... (laughs) Can you give us a summary? Uh, I believe is what they mean to say. I guess the short of it is 
the orcs needed a place to stay, and the halflings are quite willing to share. So the the arranges <laughs> the arrange the arrangement is mutually beneficial then in some way, I would guess. No doubt. Halflings don't do anything purely selfish or purely self-sacrificing. That's fair. That's smart. Tell me, do the three of you have family nearby? Nope. 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 That is a shame. Has it been long since you've seen them? Yep. A while. Not so long. A while. <laughs> so here's like two weeks ago, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you saw your dad when we broke it's your Maybe a little longer than that. But I'm it's trying not three to weeks at least. It took us like almost Second. two weeks to get here from the fort, and that took a while. It's been about five and a half weeks. Okay. It's been a couple months. Not too long. And you I, miss? Uh, yes. I, I don't know my family. That is a shame. <laughs> Artist has the urge to give Kara a hug, but isn't sure if that's something she would want, so he's not gonna. Aww. But he looks very sad. Aww. He's a people person. He wouldn't know what to do if he was all alone in the world, because he's always surrounded by people. So. But I don't know if she's hurt by it or not, so I just kind of like... It comes out very matter-of-factly. <laughs> I am sad for you, but I don't Someone know. Someone who's dealt with it and doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. anything else. So then, I guess this question is more for the two of you. So it looks at Darwin and Aranis. If you knew your family member were hurt or in pain, distress, what would you do for them? Whatever I had to. I'd preface it by saying... It would depend on the family member. I'm trying to remember what I feel like. One whom you care about. I would do whatever it took. Probably within the bounds of a lot if I could help it, but yeah. I wish you guys roll something here. What's it going to be? Roll me insight or persuasion. I'll take persuasion. Not that it matters. I got an eight. Insight. I also got an eight. So you really don't understand where this next part is coming from. When he says I too would do anything for a family member. But I am old. I don't know if I could travel far. But I do have a cousin who is in distress. I would very much like to comfort them in any way I could. Can we infer that he wants our help in this or no? Because we filled our inside check. Yes, he wants your help with this. this is that's <laughs> he's not trying to be. Nothing. Yeah, he's not yeah. trying to be. He's not beating around the bush. Okay. He asked for favors by telling long stories. I don't think I could make the journey myself. I would be indebted to you if you could. Aside from the orbs and the honey delivery, that was a done deal. I think a guy with this much power is good to have indebted to us. I concur. Where does this cousin live? He sighs deeply and shakes his head. Live. He is trapped. He's under a lake. <sighs> Cannot get free. <laughs> under a lake. Under a lake. <laughs> to the south, high in the mountains, there was a frozen lake. 
Oh. Saw him once when he was young. Have not been able to return since. Just so I'm clear, by under the lake, do you mean like in a cave under the lake? Or do you mean like under the ice at the bottom of the lake? The lake is frozen. Solid. Yeah. Throughout. Is he trapped under the ice? Well, that, that's what I just asked. Oh, is he stuck in the ice or in an opening under the ice? Yeah, or something like that, or in, like, a cave where there's, like, an entrance somewhere, or, like, that happens to be under the lake. It is... There's a cavern. Okay. In the rock and the ice. Cannot escape. He's been suffering these long years. Is there a chance we could help him escape? You just want us to bring him what comfort we can? I would ask for what comfort he could be given. Any freedom he might offer. Understood. How do we find him? If you follow the river that flows to the ocean, there's a very large river on this continent. It is to the east of the road that you were coming down. Uh, There's a very large river that... Actually, here, let me show you. Let me show you. Karami was on the central peninsula of the continent. And in the bay in between the central peninsula and the eastern landmass, there's a river that leads out from the mountains. And high in the mountains, there's a lake. Oh, yeah. And it is frozen. So if you follow this river, it. flows down from it, it will lead you there. Cool. It is certainly off the road, mostly off the path. If you stay along the river, we're okay. What kind of distance are we talking about? It was a hard two weeks. Then we'll have to go back to Honey Hollow to tell Sam. Well, yeah, I wouldn't leave from here anyway. You've still got to go back to Honey Hollow regardless. Unless you're going to take those orbs with you. No, well, It would not. be nice to have a source of light. Oh, no, yeah. That, um, that, would be, that would be that. <laughs> it would be nice to have a source of light as you it's talk heat. to the bard who can make light. At no, will. it's the heat that I would like. If it's something you wish to do. If not, I will bear you no ill will. I feel like people are always asking me to do stuff that I feel like is well beyond my skill set. Don't worry. You got me. Um, we got this. Besides, music is comforting. If the music doesn't comfort him, we'll find another way to comfort him. I'm pretty sure we're supposed to kill him. But music first. (laughs) Who said that? Or maybe we help him, you know, get out of his ice prison. He said he wanted us to free him another way. I'm pretty sure that he didn't mean kill him. Well, we'll have this conversation in character later. <laughs> anyway, um... You can cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah. We are willing to see if we can help your cousin, meaning we'll, we'll undertake the journey out there. However, it would be exceedingly helpful if we had, say, a portable source of heat to help us... <laughs> Along the way. <laughs> hint, hint. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, subtle. Well, I... Somebody roll me some persuasion. I'll, I'll roll. I'm the one talking. I crit. Oh, I understand. I understand. Of course. He looks the three of you up and down, especially after seeing how you reacted when he handed you the other two. Just a moment. He gets up and he exits down the center path. Everyone give me a perception check real quick. Oh, there's that crit fail again. Nice. Darvin? 13. Arnes. 15. Darvin and Arnes, you can hear him go back there. You hear him moving stuff around, and at first it just sounds just like heavy objects, either crates or 
more of these stones, and then you hear the distinct sound of coins being brushed aside, and he comes out, he's carrying a boot. <laughs> Old, weathered leather boot. Just one of them. Okay. And he walks over to the pile of stones that he has, finished sunworms, and he walks back over to the three of you. Because now these things are very, very dangerous if you don't know what you are doing. So I'm only going to show you one thing. He sets the boot down, and holds the orb up, and he points to three specific runes. He says, touch these, and then say this, and he utters something in Draconic, which any of you will be able to repeat and activate. You two don't know what it means. Veil, you know this means warm, basically. Okay. Just like a sense of inner warmth Got in Draconic. And as he says it, it glows. It's a low light, but there is warmth coming off of it, like from a small campfire. Now, I can hold this, but Heat and I are friends. When you activate them, I do not recommend holding on. It may burn. And then he puts his fingers on those runes again and says the same phrase, and it dims. He picks up the boot, he drops it in. He hands it out to whoever wants to take it. He's the only one that doesn't have one. Okay, I'll take it. It's in the boot? It's in the boot. How big are these things? I'm just trying to imagine how this thing fits in the boot. Don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. It's not a giant boot. Just grab it. The opening was just Just, big enough to fit. Just grab it. The orbit. Just grab it and experience the awesome. Just take it. Okay, I'll grab it. Because it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it weighs like a pound. This is very much a boot of holding. (laughs) Magic boot. (laughs) As you look in, you can see it's in there, but there's definitely just more space around it. Uh, It's not a snug fit. It's bigger on the inside. It is, yes. This is a boot of holding. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. Drop this boot of holding. It's got a sun orb inside. He showed you a way to use it. Certainly implying there are others. Right. The ones you saw, at least in Honey Hollow, were definitely lit brighter and warmer. And he says, well, it's been a pleasant day. I'm going to rest. I think we will, too. And he goes back in that room. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com.